The Fake Show Podcast welcomes our newest sponsor, one of the premier recording studios in Las Vegas, The Tone Factory. Also, thank you to the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, Moonshot.com, The Craft House Brewery, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. Well, in the most recent season of the Netflix hit series Stranger Things, actor Andrei Ivchenko played tough guy Russian enforcer Grigori, who gave Winona Ryder and David Harbour's characters all kinds of trouble. I've got Andrei Ivchenko on the line right now in Canada. Good morning, sir. How are you? morning, Jim. How are you doing? Very good, thank you, and and welcome to the show. Congratulations on the great job you did on Stranger Things. You had quite a presence on that show. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun doing that. Did the Duffer Brothers see you in something else uh, before this, or did you audition for those guys? I auditioned for them. Uh, I don't know if they saw me anywhere. I doubt that. But yes, there was a big audition process and uh after after the big process going through casting directors it's a lot of a lot of people from my understanding went through that process and uh, then duffer's brothers got probably 300 tapes to watch the you know the 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 chosen ones the top ones right and uh they watch it, and uh, from my conversation with them, they said, when we saw you on screen, we were like, this guy. <laughs> you had a presence like the Terminator, where you were not going to be stopped for anything, and I'm assuming that's kind of what they were looking for. Yeah, because uh, this season is, 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 I don't know, you you watch this season, I, I would assume, right? Oh, yeah, watch, yeah, watch the whole thing. So, so this season they they brought more nostalgia for like eighties movies and musicals. Right. Obviously, my my character had a, a, a visionary for them. My character had that Terminatorish presence. But they kind of like you know uh, compare it to Schwarzenegger and Terminator. But they also trust me with my choices because uh, Grigori is not a machine as. Schwarzenegger wasn't Terminator, so I right. tried to bring a little bit of, you know, human being qualities in it. I mean, it's obvious you've got a bodybuilding background. Were you competing in that for a while? Uh, yes, I was when I was a, was a teenager. Yeah, I was competing in bodybuilding, yeah. You were born and raised in the Ukraine, is that right? Yeah. And what was that like growing up there? Um, it was... It was very interesting and difficult time um, because you know socialism was there. The, you know it's it's really bad <laughs> for people. Yeah. You know it was tough. Everybody was living from paycheck to paycheck. Even some right. people, you know, all the people now glorify that era because you know they say and everything was like provided and stuff like that. But it was it was horrible, you know, and. Uh, we didn't have a lot of opportunities, but, you know, we did what we could. And finally, thank God, you know, that regime collapsed and people, you know, can do anything they want. And, 
you know, travel and, and do their own thing. You served in the USSR military because you had no choice? That was just something that you had to do? Yeah, nobody had a choice. <laughs> right. So everybody had to, had to go through the army, and uh, so that's what I did as well. How old were you when you thought acting was something that you might want to uh, try? I I did acting in the middle to high school. Um, uh, we had a teacher who established uh, kind of like an acting uh, group there, and we we did like different performances, different plays. And um, but after after the school, when I went to the army, and you know when I came back, Soviet Union collapsed, and it was like a you know, hard, there was no economy, it was hard to make money, so you had to survive. Obviously, the acting was not a priority at that time. But then I left the country in 1999 and, uh, you know, lived in different places around the world, and I ended up in Canada, and that's where I'm like, hey, let's uh, get back to that. So I started to do little things, and, and then I got into into the stunt business, was there for a minute and uh, transitioned from the stunt business to acting. And uh, 2013, I came uh, to Los Angeles. You've had quite a few roles now. The audition process, I'm assuming that every actor, you just have to get used to it. It's just part of the process, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Audition process, that's what you're going through. I mean, until, until you get big, you know, once you get to that here where your name is recognized everywhere and, 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 you know, productions and producers started to just, uh, you know, come up with the offers. Then you don't have to audition. But, you know, before you get to that level, yes, lots of auditions, lots of rejections, more rejections than you can even imagine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, but when when you get something, that's a sweet victory, you know. Your English is very good, by the way, and I'm wondering, because a lot of people who move here say, yes, I, I learned English by watching TV or something like that. Yeah, man. It's actually, like, when, when first country, uh, English-speaking country I moved into was England, and... Um, I, you know, in, in the school, we, I, 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 we, we learned English, but nobody cared about English because it was Iron Curtain. So no, everybody knew they're not going to travel anywhere. Who cares about English? Why do you need English? Right. When I moved to England, I started to work with uh, South African guys, and, and they all speak perfect English. So I, I was so, like, busy, I couldn't go to school, so I started to learn it myself. You know, with a dictionary, like listening what they talk. Uh, on the way to work, I was reading Matra, free newspaper, and and you know, when I got back to work from work, I was watching the TVs. Even I didn't understand the things, I would still keep doing that. And you know, you then you notice, you know, in a week or two, you started to understand a few words, and then in, in another two weeks, even more. And that's how you learn. And then I went to the school for probably five or six months, you know, uh, uh, to kind of, uh, you know, move uh, move on and, and do more advanced stuff, learn more advanced uh, yeah. English. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's the process. That's how you get through it. You practice makes it perfect, you know what I mean? 
Yes. Uh, so what was the Stranger Things experience like working with that uh, cast and crew? Oh, it, it was it was great. It was like, I, can't, I don't have any words except uh, the, the best ones, the, the, the most awesome ones. The crew was great. Duffers are awesome. Sean Levy is, is great. The cast is, uh, you know, terrific. Uh, all all process of working, you know, some sets are better than another. This set was just perfect. As 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 it's like surprisingly as it sound, you know. It's, uh, but everything was great from from the beginning to the end. All process, you know. Uh, all cast welcomed me uh, into the production. And, uh, you know, welcome me as a part of the family. So, yeah, everything was great. Where did you film it? It was Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, it's in Atlanta. Okay, yeah. It's a, kind of a, it's become kind of a uh, a hot place for making movies and TV shows. Yeah, they, they when we start filming there, actually, uh, Atlanta hit the top of the productions among, uh, in, in all North America, actually. They had... 59 productions going at the same time. Wow. The most production out of like any city in North America, including Canada. Any hints on what the Duffer Brothers might do after Stranger Things comes to a close? No, nobody nobody knows because it's, it's so far away. Nobody even knows what's going to happen in, in season four. You're talking right. About, right. You know? Nobody even knows what's going to happen in season four. I'm I'm pretty sure they they. I mean, those guys are so brilliant, you know, in creative creating things and and the way they work, the way they film them. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure they will come up with some, you know, brilliant idea after that. I think we have all come to the conclusion that the uh, the police chief is alive in that Russian prison. Is that your thought? Uh, I I don't know, man. It's <laughs> Duffers are so they those guys have have the mindset that nobody does. They the way they think nobody even can. So they create the things people never expect to see. I, I'm I'm telling you, lots of predictions. Whatever people I I read lots of DMs and and read of different sources where people talking about it and and lots of prediction about that subject but hey let me warn you you never <laughs> know what they come up <laughs> you're exactly right what is coming up next for you um i i have some some talks going on about other projects but i i i would like to keep it to myself for now because i'm the kind of person you know when they're uh, you know, project fi- finalized, and then I can talk about it. I don't like to cheat all of, the, all of those things, you know? Exactly. I totally get that. It's Andrei Ivchenko from Stranger Things and much more to come. Hey, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Good luck in the future. Thank you. Pleasure is all mine. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. You know, I think the future is pretty bright for that guy. He's already appeared in such projects as Falling Skies, Nikita, and The Transporter. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Take The Fake Show.
show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. 